Welcome to the OA Light a Candle Meeting Podcast. Visit our website at oalaig.org, where you will find several speaker feeds with over 800 speaker files, forms for ordering CDs for these speakers, and a place to donate to keep this special service active. The opinions expressed on the Light a Candle podcast are those of individual OA members and do not represent OA as a whole. I would now like to introduce our speaker for tonight, Tim C. Hi, I'm Sam Compulsive Overeater. Um, I am back uh, from relapse uh, nine years, and I'm down uh, 93 pounds as of this month. So that's where the numbers are. Um, so my experience, strength, and hope. Uh, I grew up in the Midwest. Uh, we, I grew up on a farm. We were encouraged to eat big meals because we weren't, we weren't stopping in between meals. Uh, we worked quite a bit, uh, and I did not like that. Um, my father had a company that he bought when I was about uh, six years, five, five or six years old. We had to start working for, not only did we have to do the work on the farm, we had to go in and do uh, work for him at his office. Uh, I remember going to him at the age of like, it's one of my earliest memories of saying, this isn't fair. I did. I said, I said, this is not fair. I said, uh, I see other kids, they live in a subdivision. We live out on a farm. That's not fair. They, they get to go to camp and have fun, and I have to work. That's not fair. And, and, you know, I just don't like how this is going. And he said, I hear you. Because I had this same conversation that, uh, my, my, it's with my father, you know, 30 years ago. And he goes, but this is what we do. We work. And, uh, so I still didn't like that answer. So I just start, I did what I wanted to do when I wanted to do it from a very young age. And um, I was not a heavy child because, because, again, we were either working or playing sports. My mom, she kept us very active. And so um, I, was, I played you know, three different sports until uh, um, eighth grade. And uh, I, I was the oldest boy in our family. I sat next to my father. If there was something good for dinner, which was my mom didn't cook liver or anything like that. She cooked good foods that everybody liked. You know, um, I don't know, spaghetti meatballs, she made homemade pizzas, whatever it was. And if you didn't eat it fast enough, my dad was taking it from me, and I was taking it from my brother, and right on down. And mom would be the only one that would actually go against the grain and give up her food, uh, you know, for her kids. And th- th- it worked on both sides of the table. The girls, it would work the same exact way on the girls as it did for the boys. And so um, I had no problem bullying kids that were smaller than me. If I, if I felt I could get away with bullying you, I would do that. Um, I would steal if there was anything good in the pantry. It didn't matter that, that there was, I got one-fifth of it or one-seventh of it. I ate, you know, as much as I possibly could. Um, so uh, what happened was when uh, um, I was the, I, I was a very good athlete up until about eighth grade. Uh, I moved from a small uh, uh, farm community with, a, you know, maybe 20 boys to an all-boys Catholic high school in the city. And I was definitely not ready for that kind of, that kind of uh, um, uh, change. And uh, that was when the first when I started when I first started eating. Um, there was a big separation there. Um, I was no longer playing three different sports. In fact, I changed all my sports because I, wasn't, I, was, I, I didn't believe I wasn't good enough. This was the first time I actually had to try out for a team. And uh, so I just picked the teams that I didn't have to try out for. Um, and so 
you know, I was always in and out of trouble with grades and what have you. Um, but this is the, I, I, uh, I found drugs and I found alcohol because n- nobody, what do you call it? Nobody ate like I ate. They, they would look at me like I, I had this big plate of food. And up until that point, you know, everybody on the farm ate exactly like I did. Um, now I'm in a high school in the city and nobody eats like that. So what do they do? They do drugs and alcohol. I'm like, I'm going to try to do drugs and alcohol. And I did. I tried my best for 15 years to be an alcoholic. I drank. I did. I drank as hard as I I used drugs. I used alcohol. I used nicotine. I used whatever I could uh, um, to get high. And it worked. But I could never cross over that line. Uh, um, you know, uh, the, 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 the weight, I kind of managed and controlled my weight with the drugs and alcohol because it was doing the same thing for me. Uh, um, but at the, about 29 years old, the weight was maybe going up to 30 or 40 pounds, but this is when alcohol just kind of ran out. It just stopped working. It just, it was no longer worth it, and I just put it down. But that's when the weight for me came in, and it, it came in. Within, within five to six months, it was 60 to 70 pounds I put on because as soon as I stopped drinking and smoking, the, way, the food was right there. And sure enough, um, what did I do? Uh, as, as a result of trying all the drugs and alcohol, I, got, I did get into a little bit of trouble. I, was in, I got into some therapy. The therapist, I was complaining. I do have a, a lot of uh, alcoholism in my family. I dated a lot of alcoholics. And, and w- the trouble that I got into was trying to keep up with them. And so he goes, well, there's a place for you, and it's called Al-Anon. I'm like, great, I'll go. And it's a lot cheaper than therapy. You know, I was like, okay, I'll go. It's a dollar, great. And so I went, and I felt welcome. I absolutely felt welcome. It was the first time that it was just like, yeah, just come on in. You got a problem with somebody's drinking? Great. I was like, I do. Um, and my, the only reason I, I started it was because if I got in, I remember telling my therapist, if I get into another relationship with an alcoholic, I'll know how to control them. I was like, I, I, I really did. I was like, that's, that's, that's why I went in. And um, so um, the weight is now skyrocketing because I'm feeling loved and accepted and, and, I'm, and I have no other means of dealing with my emotions. Um, and, I, and for me, who I am, I'm unacceptable. You know, I don't, I don't like who I am. You know, when I eat, I like who I am. And so uh, the weight is going up. And so what I do, I stop drinking, I stop smoking, and uh, the weight's going up. I, I've never exercised in my life. I've played a lot of sports, but I've never exercised. So what did I do? I didn't sign up for a 5K. I signed up for a marathon. So I did a, I did a marathon, and, um, you know, it went really, really well. I loved it. I, all the runners high and all that stuff. But I knew another marathon wasn't going to get it done. So the, literally the day after I got back from Chicago, I uh, – I called the Ironman Triathlon, and I said, what do I need to do to do that? And they're like, you can't do that. I'm like, isn't there some way I can do that? Isn't there any possible? Well, yeah, we've got this volunteer thing. If you give us $1,000 and you know to cover, I'm like, great. I, said, I sent them a check for $1,000. I didn't have a bike, and I'd never swam. And so, <laughs> but I knew if I stopped, I knew if I stopped, I was, I was going back to the food. Now, I had lost all the weight, all the running. I would lost all the weight. It was looking good. All of a sudden, life's getting great. So I did the Ironman triathlon, literally on the way back from New York, coming back to Cincinnati, I'm looking into Everest. Because at this, at this time, you know, Mount Everest is, is, is a big thing. Krakauer, into thin air, all that stuff is, is going on. But that's $80,000, and I can't afford that. And so um, I pulled a geographic. I moved to Southern California. Uh, I sold my company. I moved. To, I had no, what do you call it? I'm, my parents were like, great, go. Um, and so I moved here. I was still in Al-Anon, and I remember there's a guy named White Flag Walter in the valley. I don't get to see him much because I think he moved actually to 
Santa Clarita Simi Valley. And he brings up a big flag, and, he's, and it's a, a surrender. And uh, he was in Al-Anon. And I remember we went to fellowship, and he's like, I was telling him about, I was training for another marathon, and I was gaining weight. And so uh, he's like, oh, you remind me of me. And he shows me, he's a real skinny guy, and like, he shows me his fat picture. And I'm like, oh, well, how'd you do that? And he goes, well, I go to Overeaters Anonymous. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm like, nope. I said, um, I was like, what I, what I heard in Al-Anon, and again, I don't know if it was ever said, but what I heard is Al-Anon is the graduate program of 12-step programs. And in my mind, OA must have been the remedial course. It must have been the remedial course, and there was no way I was going. So I went back to Chicago, uh, um, getting ready to run, run the marathon, and my best thinking. Now, again, I, I've gained about 20 pounds getting, getting ready for this. And my best thinking the night before was to have a large pizza in my room the night before. Marathon did not turn out well. So, so what I did was, in the airport, on the way back, I bought my first diet book. Never bought a diet book, never tried a diet. But I'm, I'm, So Sunday night I get back, bought all my foods, I'm all ready, they're cooked, everything's ready to go. By Monday at lunchtime, I'm back to eating something I was not supposed to be eating. And I was like, okay, okay, I'll go, I'll go to OA. And I, I came in, and people told me about, there's foods, once you start eating them, you can't stop eating, you have this alert for traffic. I'm like, oh. So he goes, then they sat me down, Walter sat me down and said, well, what foods, once you start eating, you don't want to stop. So I'm like, okay, yeah, flour and sugar, great, can't eat those. And I was off and running, did the 12 steps uh, with Walter, went right through, everything was great. I now, again, weight drops right back down. Career starts to take off again. Girlfriend, which turned into a wife. Uh, um, all of a sudden, everything's going well. Uh, and I'm starting to skip out because I love going to, I still love going to morning meetings. I go to the 7.30 meeting over in the valley. I'd scoot over to, as I lived over in Los Feliz, I'd scoot over to the Los Feliz YMCA or the Hollywood YMCA, do my spin class. I'd have to leave the OA meeting early to do this. But so I was now starting to, you know, instead of enlarging upon my spiritual condition, I was, you know, I was gaming the system. And sure enough, just walk myself right, right. Just, you know, a couple pounds at a time, a couple pounds at a time. And then sure enough, you know, I was like, oh, I can do this. And, you know, I was gaining weight. I was, I controlled it for a little while until I married my wife. Then all bets were off. I mean, I put on the, again, it was very quickly, right after we got married. I, I kept it to maybe, I was down to maybe 165 when we met. I kept it to about 200, 210. And then within a year, I was at 280, 270, 280. And, um, you know, five years. Five years is how long that relapse lasts. And uh, my wife, every once in a while, she, it, it, when I first met, met her, our first date, I didn't eat dinner. I took her out to dinner. I, I, it was like a last-minute thing. And I was like, well, I've already eaten my dinner, so I'll buy you dinner, but I'm not eating. And she's like, oh, my God, that's so strict. That OA, those OA people are very strict. <laughs> Sure enough, as I'm gaining the weight, she's like, do you want to try OA again? Are you, maybe you want to come back and try OA. And she was always been very supportive. And I would tell her, I was like, listen, I'm not ready to do the work. And I really was not. I was not ready to do the work. And so um, we had, uh, what was it, nine years ago, a little over nine years ago, my, my first daughter arrived um, at the heaviest. Most of my, most of my, I don't like, I work behind the camera. I don't work in front of the camera. And so I don't get in front of the camera all that often. And when I'm fat, I really don't get in front of the camera. And, but there's pictures of the kids and you've got pictures and all my fat pictures are with the kids. I've got other ones. I just, I couldn't find them today. And, um, 
babies are slimming. You know, that's it, it, you know, I tried that. There's water pictures. I'm like, I don't know why I think, you know, I've seen a lot of guys in water pictures, you know, with their, and it's just, I don't know why we think water makes us thinner. Um, so really when I got to the end of it, I, I, I'm a quantity eater, always have been. Even even as a kid, and, and the weight wasn't part of the, part of my disease, but at the end, it was once I start, you know, I've been, you know, uh, uh, nothing mattered but getting the food. Uh, I remember we would go and we'd get uh, the skinny cow ice cream sandwiches, and there, I think there's six of them. And the deal was four for me, two for her, and it would just never work out that way. If she got one, she was lucky, and and it never bothered me, never registered for me that that was, you know. That was not the deal. And so I rem- on, on uh, um, May the 4th, I, w- I just eat. I, I couldn't stop eating. I just kept eating. And eat. as soon as there was any kind of room, I just shoved more in. I don't know why. I just had to do it. And that night, I threw up in my mouth. I, I couldn't. I just threw up. And I was like, okay. My plan all along in the five-year relapse was I'm going to lose the weight and then come back. Uh, that was my plan. I'm going to lose the weight and then come back. And that was that was burnt out. That was I I had to com- admit complete failure there. And sure enough, I came back. I, I, what, I, what I did is on May the fifth, I snuck into Pasadena. I drove all the way out to Pasadena from the valley. Now, I don't know if any of you guys have been to a Pasadena meeting. They're a little strange. They're a little weird. They, I, I, hopefully, nobody on the Pasadena uh, intergroup is listening to this, but. I, I always just, ne- it never hit me as like, oh, this is a place where I have, there's hope for me. It just never, for me, for other people, maybe. But I was like, I was like, Ew. I'm like, I need, I need real, I need, I need real help. So I went back to my, my home meeting is the Sunday morning, the Sunday morning uh, studio city meeting at 7.30. And, you know, I came back in, I was looking at the ground the whole time. I did, of course, everybody welcomed me back. But I wanted none of it. I just was like, I just need to get back in. And of course, they always ask you, how many newcomers we got? Literally, raise the hand. Everybody raise your hand. And then you got to announce your name like four times during the meeting. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, you know, I just want to be disappear here. And but you know what? It was it was either save my ass or save my life. And that there is no there was no middle ground for me at that point. And uh, I got my sponsor, sponsor I currently work am with, and. Uh, you know, he's like, flour and sugar, great, you know, okay. And I, I was just willing to do whatever he asked. And I remember in the first 30 days, I was like, I, I work freelance in the business. And I'm like, you know, sometimes when I'm working, I have to go six hours between meals. I, I can, you know, at home I can do six hours because I'm never, but out there, sometimes they don't even let you stop for lunch. Sometimes they don't even let you stop, but they just keep working you. And he goes, well, I don't eat three times a day. And I'm like, what? And that blew my mind. He's like, I eat five times a day no matter what. And, and, and the part, the caveat was no matter what. I have three meals and two snacks no matter what. I, eat, I don't deviate from my food plan. He goes, I don't make food decisions. And I'm like, I like that. I'm like, I can eat every three hours. I can eat three reasonable meals and two snacks. I'm like, I, I felt hope there. And sure enough, it was great. 30 days went on and... Uh, he asked me again. He sat, we sat down. He's like, hey, uh, so what have you put on your plate in the last 30 days that as soon as you put it on your plate, you were looking for your second helping? And I'm like, ooh. I'm like, this is my chance. I'll get more of this stuff. I'll tell him what I want, and he'll, 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 I'll get to add more of that. Because at that point, it was one serving. 
And I was like, I was like, rice and potatoes. And he goes, well, those have to go. And I'm like, what? And he goes, yes. He goes, those are your alcoholic foods. That once you start, you, it, you might get away with it once or twice, but you have now triggered the phenomenon of craving. You now trigger, and those, in my opinion, the more you try to play with them, the more you're going to be drawn back into, in, in back into disease. And I'm like, hey, I was, I, whatever, rice, I could do without rice and potatoes, no big deal. Um, I really was. I, was, I was very willing, whatever he said, my plan had to go, my plan was 280 pounds. That was my, that was, and that was the best, that was the best I could do. I, I, and that was it. I mean, you know, my, it was the bottom that I hit. And I, I believe it's, it's the same bottom we all have. It is, now the circumstances might absolutely be different. But the bottom is the same. What goes on inside is, please help. Please help. I don't know what the hell's wrong with me. I can't stop doing this. Somebody please help me. And that, and that, it, that's what, when we're willing to ask for that help and willing to surrender what I think is best for me. That's the, that was the bottom. And it was like, and, and I've never not, I've never not wanted to do this program since. And it was, it was, it was literally a flip of the switch. So we get back in the program. We go through work in the steps. I, I, the way he asked me to do it was he just emailed me a list of questions. I answered the questions. I don't know where he got the questions from. I just did what I was asked to do. <clears throat> I went through, did the four step. I did, I did my four step over on the internet. Every day I would answer the questions. So all the bad stuff, it's all up there. Somebody, if you can hack my, if you can hack my Gmail account, it's, it's all available. Um, <laughs> Because I didn't care. I needed to get rid of this. These were the things that I was eating over. And no way, no way on my own could stop them. And so I surrendered that. I got to uh, um, uh, um, work, you know, do the ninth step, make that amends so I could stand with my fellows, one of many, with my fellows. Uh, the one that, that, that always gets... Uh, so I was a big bully and I had to go back to a lot of kids and make a, a bully up until high school. Because then everybody else hit their growth spurt, and I did not. And so, then I was cool. Then I was, then I was just a manipulator. And so, um, a backstabber, passive aggressive, whatever you want to call it. But up until eighth grade, I was a bully. And I, made, I had to make a lot of those amends. Well, one of the kids I had to make, um, I couldn't find him. And he's the one I kind of bullied the most. But I also saw his flying squirrel. And um, he, they had caught a squirrel in the chimney. He brought it to uh, show and tell. And I wanted that squirrel, so I shoved that cage in my backpack and took it home with me. And I, I couldn't find him. I could not find him. But sure enough, I was, my response was like, okay, you can't find him? Good. You just need to be willing. Be ready. to, And you just need to be prepared to make that amends when it comes up, because it will come up. And sure enough, all of a sudden I hear my mom talk about, uh, you know, this young man. I hear his last name, and I'm like, I'm like oh, man. I heard the name. Now I've got to, I asked, I had to ask my mom. I'm like, mom, can you give me that number? She gave me the mom's number. I had to call the mom, get the boy's number. I finally got a hold of the boy. And I told him, I apologized for what I did. Um, and that was, I, I did a lot of stealing too. Had to, had to pay that back. Um, I had, I did, you know, whatever, whatever I had to do. And I had to do it. It wasn't like it was a choice. I needed to do those things. Um, and so I just, you know, I made those amends. For me, it's very important um, that I, that me and my sponsors get to the tenth step. It's very, it's critical because I demand the promises, the ninth step promises. 
I demand the ninth step promises in my life. And, and food will give it to me. Food gave me all those ninth step promises. They absolutely worked. Peace and serenity, absolutely. As soon as I'm I don't care about the rent. Fear of financial insecurity, I don't care. I, there was never a budget on a binge. I never thought I can't afford that. You know, all those things, they del- and, and, and I, I demand that from the world. And if I don't get them, that's when I eat. But the 10-step promises, they don't work. We've entered the world of the spirit, and they do not work if you try to replace them with food. The only thing that, that, that can give you that is a higher power, with this, is a conscious connection with a power greater than myself. And it's critical. It's critical that we get, that's a huge finish line. That is a huge finish line. And so, and then how do we live in 10, 11, and 12? 10 is amazing. 10, if you really read it, there are four simple directions. There are four simple, when we, when we, you know, when we have any feeling. I don't, I don't sit in my feelings. I don't feel my feelings. There are specific directions. When those feelings come up, I discuss it with, I discuss it with my sponsor. And if there's amends to be made, I do. I make that amends. Then I turn to somebody that I can help. It's the most prevalent direction in the big book for me that helps me more than anything else. Because when I get hungry, and, and I do get hungry, but I eat, I eat five times a day, so I should really never physically be hungry. But when I get hungry, there's something else going on. I'll never figure it out. I'm not that smart. I'm really, I'm not. No, you guys think that, that you're saying, you know, he's pretty smart. He should figure it out. I don't figure it out. I just get rid of it. I just get I just pick up the phone and ask how somebody else is doing. There are a lot of people in this program that are suffering way worse than I am. And so how do I get rid of it? And that's and the tenth step is how do I live moment by moment? The eleventh step is how do I start the day? Do I start it with prayer and meditation? And do I ask my higher power, you know, how what, what does he want from me? What is because I have my list. My list is as soon as I wake up, my list is going. Boom. I know what I'm going to be doing and what I've got. If I don't slow down enough and ask for guidance, I will run at Mach 5 all through the day. And I have no idea. There's no possibility. There's no possibility of doing a 10 step because I'm running so fast. I've got so many things to do. I will overload what I need to do and what I need to accomplish. And there's no way I can live in, in, in uh, peace and harmony that the 10 step asked me to do. Um, and then 12, how do I help my fellows? I mean, this, these are, this is so much a better life. I was in conflict with the entire world eight years ago. My wife was afraid of me. She told me so. Was afraid of me eight years, nine years ago. You know, I, I was on my way to uh, uh, being physically abusive towards my child. That's, and she was six months old. That's part, that's part of how I was raised. That is in me. And that'll never be... I can, I can alleviate that. I've got a list of directions on how can I not act out that way. But that's part of who I am. I can't deny that. So when I'm of service to my fellows, I stop thinking about my problems. I absolutely stop thinking about my problems when I'm engaged in helping others. And the great part is we have, we've got cell phones all the time. We can be dialed in at any time. On the way over, here, I was sitting in traffic. I now get to sit in traffic. Because I, I do. I, I listen to speakers. I listen to speaker tapes. It's better than sitting... Because I don't... I'm not healthy when I start thinking on my own. I really am not. The disease lies in my brains, and my mind goes to places that I will make up resentments. I will make up things that my wife 
has no idea that she's done. You know, and, and it's not. I'm, I'm delusional. The book doesn't say we're in denial. We're delusional. And so, how it's interesting. One one of the blessings that I've got this year is um, we got a call in, in the valley. A guy that was 660 pounds and hadn't left his bed in four years. We started taking him a meeting, and uh, uh, there were some heavy hitters that came that came there and. Uh, they were talking about their conscious contact with a higher power. You know, how they get, not the name, not God or whatever, but how do, they, how do they access the power? And they both said without, they talked to their God out loud. And I'm like, well, when do you do that? Because I'm not doing it on set. There's no way. And they were like, no, when we're in the car. When we're in the car, our first trip of the day, they talk openly as if it's a, they're talking to a friend. I'm like, well, I'm going to try. That should be pretty easy. I'll get that done. The first one, I started trying to talk to my higher power in the car. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. It took it, about 30 seconds. I'm not, I'm not doing that again. I'm, I called them both. And I'm like, that was the stupidest thing. That was the first thing. That was the first thing in nine years that I had been asked to do that I did not want to do. That was the first. I have never not wanted to go to a meeting. I've never not wanted to go uh, pick up the phone. I've, ne- I've been very blessed. That is, I've been very lucky. I've never not. But I did not want to do that. I did not, I didn't, I didn't know, I felt very awkward, I felt there, I have, but I didn't have an intimate relationship with my higher power, but, and that's the one I need. That's the one that, when the beast comes, because we all get, we're going to get that day. We are going to get that day. The beast is going to come and say, um, it's time to eat. We all, we're all going to have our time that we have to go to the mountain. If we haven't, if, if I don't have that personal relationship on a God that I can count on, I'm going to find a way to eat. I am going to, and it's guaranteed, the big book tells us time and again, that if we're not in fit spiritual condition, we're going to find a way to get back to the, the drug we use. And so, um, I started talking to him. I started, I just, showing up, I mean, it started off like, how you doing? How you doing, man? I'm, and just really self-conscious, and I would just tell him what was going on, how I was feeling. And then I would slip, and then I would start obsessing and thinking and obsessing and thinking, because that's what I do with silence. Can't handle, still can't handle silence. And then I would, oh, I'm supposed to be talking to you. Okay, you're still right here. You know, just awkward, awkward things. And one of my uh, uh, prevalent, I don't know if it's big, but prevalent is judgment. I, I want to separate myself from everyone. I pretty much judged everybody when I walked in here. You know, I do. That's what I do. I, 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 I don't know what it is. I, I don't know. And I had to write in my writing the other day because it got so bad that, like, why, why am I so afraid of other people being right? I, I, I don't know. I, and my sponsor has not got back to me with the answer yet, by the way. I hope you're listening to this, Adam. This is for you. Um, but I don't know why. But... I'm on the journey. I'm, I'm on the journey, and I don't know if I ever get to find out. But all, but if I continue to do that, if I continue to separate myself from you, saying, "Oh, they possibly couldn't know what recovery." They don't, that I don't know why they did. They read the big book. I, I mean, all sorts of just. I, I mean, and it it does become overwhelming. Well, I was sitting in a meeting. This I just started talking to my higher power. Sitting in the meeting, so I dropped my kids off. I didn't get it, so they're talking, so I can't have silence there. So I'm going to the meeting. I'm on my way to the meeting, sitting in silence, really talking, talking, talking. He stays in the car. My higher power stays in the car. I go in the meeting. I'm judging in the meeting. I go back out to the car. I start talking to my higher power again. I'm like, why can't I just have him with me at all times? 
You know, I, I, and I was like, this is a good idea. Now, again, I still falter. It's just like, for me, meditation, my focus goes away, and then it comes back. But it's on the path. There is a re- it's starting to become a real intimate relation with something I can count on. It's not, I grew up in, in, in a Catholic religion, and that, that God did not work for me. It did not, I could never access that God. I could maybe access it through a priest and a bishop and a pope, but guess what? The one that I'm starting to talk to and develop a relationship with is something I can count on. It's something that brings me peace when I, just, when I choose to access it. That's the thing, is when I choose to access it's always right there. And, and, and he was there nine years ago when I said, please help. He was there, I was unaware. I believed for myself, this is just, just my belief, that uh, um, when we're having, I had the same, they talk about the spiritual experience and the spiritual um, awakening. I, had, I believe I had that spiritual experience. I was definitely unaware of it nine years ago. But it's, I could not stop eating on May the 4th. When I woke up and said, uh, what is wrong with me? I need help. All of a sudden, help came in. And I, I, haven't need, I haven't wanted to eat. I have not wanted to pick up those food, the chips or whatever it was, the candy, the, the, the pizzas or whatever it was, in nine years. And if that is not a miracle, if that is not a spiritual experience that built on, I was unaware of it at the time. But now looking back, this was taken away from me. It's nothing that I did. I am not a nice person. I am not. And, and I'm okay with that. I'm really, I'm getting better. As I read further in the big book, the, the big book tells us how we treat each other. I'm not perfect at it by any stretch. But it's, I'm, I'm, I'm in progress. And so I don't have to beat myself when, when I do my 11th step at the end of the night and say, oh, man, I didn't. I'm not perfect. You know? But if I start the day asking how can I be of service and how can I help a fellow who still suffers, then all of a sudden the day falls into place because I'm out of the way. But, it, you know, for me... This is the easiest way. This is the best life I've ever had. My, my kids are stressful kids. They're, they're, they're great kids. My wife, stressful wife, she likes to spend money. Let me tell you that. Elaine, don't listen to this. Um, she, and that just stresses me out. And, but guess what? I have, I have a way of, all of a sudden, when I'm talking to a fellow, I'm not thinking about all the money that's going out the door. And all of a sudden, the money finds a way right in. It really does. I have no idea where it comes from. It just, it, it works out. The more I help, the more help is given to me. So that's all I got for today. Do I need to read anything here? No? So it looks like we got five minutes. Are there any questions? Thank you. Um, what do you think made you so willing to do the Ninth Step Amendment? Uh, I was, I was, uh, so the question was what uh, made me so willing to do the nine seven men's. It was just asked of me. Uh, my way had always led back to more food, more, more, more um, combat with the world. And it, it was just, this is what was asked next. I, I've always been willing to, whatever you ask me to do next, I'm willing to do next. I'm, I'm really, I want to learn more here. I, re- I listened to a lot of speaker tapes just so I could learn more. Because i got to get rid of my old ideas. I, and I don't even know they're mine. But, if, if, uh, but these are the set of directions that I've been given. And so I don't know why I was willing. It was just like, oh, that's next. And if, if I've got more to make. There's still people that I need to make it that have not found. But I'm absolutely willing, whatever I need to do, to, to, to clean that up. So 
It was just next on the list. <laughs> Well, uh, the question is, has, have I ever struggled with the food? And I, I'll tell you, my raisin experiment of 2011. <laughs> so uh, so I, what, my, snack, my snack was 12 ounces of fruit. And, uh, you know, that was, yeah, I know, that's a lot. You know, and how I got that, I went and bought, I went to four different stores and bought four of the biggest apples in every store. I didn't, didn't care if I liked it. And I weighed it, and it was 12 ounces. So that's what I got. Um, and so... Uh, uh, so I was going golfing one day, and my thinking was like, well, I don't want to just get an apple, because that's just, I want 12 ounces. So, And guess what? I, I passed by the raisins in the aisle, and it was 12 ounces. I'm like, perfect. Let me put one in the bag. I went golf. I was honest about it. No problems whatsoever. I'm like, that worked out really well. I really like this. Is I'm really full after this 12 ounces. This is, I like this. So now... Fast forward, no longer golfing, I am going to Costco buying three and a half pound box. I've been portioning it out and always and always being honest, I just wrote it in. Twelve ounces of raisins, twelve ounces. Of and so then my weight just starts to shoot up. My weight starts to shoot up, right? And how how I how I handle uh, weight is once it comes outside of the range. I, I've had three discussions with my sponsor. This was the first one we got to have. Uh, you know, once it goes out of a range, we start having real food discussions. And it, it, it's not a discussion. It's you can be the lawyer, but he is the judge. And when he makes a decision, it's, it's gone. I'm like, oh, absolutely. I agree to those terms. And so sure enough, he starts talking. He said, so what's been going on? I'm like, so I've been eating raisins. He goes, when did that? I'm like, oh, let's go look. And he goes, let's look. At, pulled up the emails and we started. And he goes, this looks like it's an alcoholic food. I'm like, it's not an alcoholic food. It's not doesn't trigger me. He goes, well, let's look. He says, so you go to Costco on Sunday. And three and a half pounds of, of raisins last year till Thursday. You don't eat another fruit snack. Monday, it's two ounces, two 12 ounces of raisins. Tuesday, it's two. But now, by Wednesday, you're out. And then you go back to your apple, banana, whatever, or 12 ounces of fruit or whatever it is. And so, it, and, and, and you don't eat them again until, but when you eat them, you eat them complete. You eat them all the way through. So it was weighed and measured out. So he's just like, okay, you're done. You're done with the raisins. I'm like, great, done with the raisins. No, and no longer a problem. Uh, um, as far as working, as far as working uh, in the industry for six and a half years, it was all free food, but I, it, I brought my own food with me. I was, I, again, I went and asked for help. I said, listen, I'm going up in the middle of Yosemite on this job, and I got a feeling that my food is not going to be their top priority. And I've never seen this man. I've never seen this man since. He pulled me aside. He pulled me aside after the meeting. He goes, hey, maybe you should bring, it's only three days. You should bring your own food. I'm like, geez, I could do that. I brought my own food, and it worked out. I could actually do my job. I could actually focus on it, and I actually did it well. I'm like, my, I got the pats on the back. This is great. I'm, I'm great. I don't care. I don't care if I have to spend 20. I mean, I, I probably spent... Twelve, fifteen dollars a day on my food, and I had really good food. I had really nice salads. I mean, I really good stuff. I mean, fruit. Uh, oh, there we are. So the the thing was is if, if I'm if I put it all down, 
And when he makes that decision, when the weight goes outside the range, I don't pick up any of those foods. There's no chips or gluten-free chips. That's kind of like now I'm trying to control and enjoy. And so I don't, I don't step in, in, in those things. But I do have those experiments. When I put my two cents in with the food, it never turns out well. So thank you very much.